This is Joe's Corner 76. I will be discussing the human condition. In order to change it, we need to be engaged in climate change. All of us Canadians have come to the same realizations. If we as a country are going to survive as an entity and have the hope of a prosperous future that allows us to enjoy the benefits of a vast resource base and keep our agricultural segment strong so it has the ability to feed the world. It has caused changes and all there are many opinions out there about climate change from total disaster to no reason to worry. It seems that a rational approach is something we need to take. Let's first look at a few facts that many people, politicians, economists, and other people acknowledge. Countries around the world, and in particular China, India, and the African continent, want to offer their people food, shelter, and an economy that lifts them out of poverty and gives them a higher living status than they now have. All these countries know that they need energy to raise their living standards. At present, it is fossil fuels that make this possible, and coal is one of the main fuels used to do this. They produce two-thirds of the emissions, and they will continue to use coal as an energy source. They will not change until an alternate energy source is available. All countries need fossil fuels for food production and distribution. All of us need to firmly acknowledge that the products that we produce from oil, ranging from food production, medicine, electronics, protective gear, the heat to keep us warm, and at present, it's the only reliable method to fuel our transportation and industry sector. A realistic view of green energy and a clear acceptance that is not, at this point, a reliable source of energy. Certain European and other Canadian governments want farmers to reduce the use of fertilizer to reduce nitrous nitrous oxides from fertilizer, saying it contributes to climate change. All the emission agreements that have to date been signed have never met their stated targets, and they are unlikely to do so in the future. All of the reports indicate that fossil fuels will still be required until 2050 and beyond. To achieve net zero emissions will require all countries to be on board and accept all of the requirements to achieve this. Here are some of the things needed to achieve net zero. To get a net zero carbon emission Studies estimate the global economy needs to invest $9.2 trillion annually to reach the net zero by 2050. This is about $3.5 trillion more than is being invested in low carbon and fossil fuel infrastructure now. There will need to be worldwide cooperation, a belief that political structures can agree to one plan. Coal will need to be limited globally by 2050 and oil and gas production need to be dropped by 55% and 70% respectively. 200 million jobs will be needed to create, created to replace 185 million workers in the oil and gas industries. There would be a cost of 1 to 1.5% of the world's gross domestic product. Could it be higher? It assumes that there will be the combined will to produce reliable green energy. Do any of you really believe this is possible? Are there things that can be done that will start us on the path to reduce emissions? Where does Canada fit in? How could we help the world and ourselves? Canada is the world's fourth largest oil producing company, country and the third largest oil exporter. Canada is the fifth largest producer of natural gas in the world. With the war in Ukraine and Putin's cut in oil exports to Europe, there is a worldwide energy and food crisis. Germany 
that embraced green energy shuts down its nuclear reactors is now, along with other countries, back to burning coal to produce energy. This is a backward step. What does Canada need to do to help our allies and ourselves at the same time? Change the insane approach to our oil and gas industry and look at a few of the facts. Canada produces about 1.6 of the annual global emissions, so shutting us down entirely wouldn't change global emissions. We also can acknowledge we are in the top three emitters on a per capita basis, so we have work to do. Canada produces one of the cleanest oil products in the world, and our energy sector is committed to constantly reducing emissions. Also, Canada has one of the cleanest energy mixes in the world, with more than 80% of electrical production coming from zero emission sources. Hydroelectricity produces 61%, followed by nuclear power at 15%, and with natural gas and coal producing 15%. Canada, along with other parties, needs to face the fact two-thirds of the emissions are from China and India. They need to provide energy and prosperity to their people. They will continue to use coal until they get a cleaner and, in the long term, reliable energy sources. Canada has vast supplies of natural gas that could be sold abroad to reduce coal using. Burning natural gases produces half the emissions of coal. The government needs to produce a national security energy plan that will protect Canadians in times of world turmoil like that in Ukraine. Canada needs the infrastructure to provide our oil and gas to all parts of Canada so we have a secure supply of energy and we don't rely on foreign sources. This would stop the billions we spend on imported, imported oil now. Canada's lack of pipelines means we can't market our natural gas and oil to international markets. This means we have to sell the vast majority of our gas and oil, natural gas, to the United States. This is an estimated loss to the Canadian economy of $15 billion in discounted oil prices and $9 billion in discounted prices for natural gas. It should be noted that this lost income is sorely needed to fund our social and health programs. The majority of Indigenous people support pipeline constructions and the boost it would give them to economic independence. The lack of pipelines prevents Canada from being a major player to reduce global greenhouse emissions because we can't provide a way to replace coal-fired energy production with gas, which would reduce emissions by 50%. It's ironic that oil tankers build, that oil tankers build C-48 before the Senate proposes to ban Canadian tanker transport for northern portions of BC, but not Quebec. Our government preaches green energy, but millions of tons of coal is shipped out of Vancouver and used to produce electricity overseas. The Canadian government is proposing to limit use of fertilizer to reduce nitrous oxide. This will reduce crops and put farmers out of business when ha famine can happen any day. Canada has a role to play in the reduction of greenhouse gases. We need to start crash program to clear the onerous government regulations and those that oppose natural gas and nuclear power. Without pipelines and nuclear energy, we're in danger of freezing in the dark, becoming economically stagnant, losing our agriculture sector, and a chance to be a player in the world energy market. Fossil fuels are here for a while, and we can't afford to lose, not to use them for all Canadians to benefit. We have embraced nuclear energy as a source of clean emissions, and with the expertise, we can sell it to the world. Canada has an innovative technical sector 
that can be used to work on green energy solutions that are reliable. We need the capacity to store green energy for later use. We need to build green resources that themselves do not become a source of pollution. Industry, if given the incentive, will develop affordable green energy because they can make a profit off it. Governments can't do this alone. Canada has to develop the resources to build cheap green energy to sell to the world. The world will switch to it at the right price. To go all electric, Canada and the world need to build the infrastructure to handle this. We need to recognize that even with reducing greenhouse gases, the emissions already released will be in the atmosphere for a long time. We need to look at a massive carbon reclamation project. We have seen the storms, floods, droughts, and forest fires, yet it appears we have not taken measures to deal with these. We need to stop building in low areas where flooding is a problem, look into the type of crops we can grow, and look for more drought-resistant varieties, and not build in areas of potential forest fires. We need a government that faces realities, not one that constantly spouts targets, but gives us no practical solutions. I hope I have caused you to think about the climate. It's your world. Do you want to do anything about it? You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joe's Corner 76. You can hear me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube at Joe's Corner 76.